Hi guys, welcome back to That's Not Crazy. Before we get into today's topic, we just wanted to share some feedback that we got from one of our listeners. He sent us a message on our Instagram page and he says, hey guys, great episode. I don't think I've ever heard of imposter syndrome, but I very much relate. I'm a manager at work and I constantly question my qualifications. I feel like I've got everyone fooled. I'm going to use this info to address my mindset. Thanks. We just wanted to say thank you for all the messages that we got. It's been really encouraging and really supportive. And we appreciate everybody listening and giving us their feedback. Yeah, it gives us a lot of encouragement to hear and read what you guys have to say. The best way to continue to support us is by leaving a review. Just go to wherever you listen to your podcast and leave a review about what you think about this podcast. It's the best way to get the word out about mental health awareness and about what we're trying to do here. Yeah, leave us a review and send an episode to one of your friends, maybe, or somebody that you think might enjoy it. And that's, like she said, the best way to support us and um, help us continue on our mission. Yeah, share us on Instagram, tag your friends on Instagram. We're pretty active there. So go follow us. Thanks. And and enjoy today's episode. Okay, welcome. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we start with our lows and highs. Yeah, and I love that you've changed that to lows yeah, and highs. I feel like it's always like a little awkward after we talk about the hard stuff. We're like, oh, okay, well, well sorry. Uh, let's change the subject. Yeah. <laughs> so I like ending on the high note a little bit better. I do too. It just like proves our point that it's very hard to talk about hard things. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard to listen to it too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so my low, I've been feeling sad, a little mad, disappointed that I'm where I am right now and like comparing my space and my journey right now to where I think I should be by some like arbitrary standard that Mm. I've made up in my head. Mm -hmm. And all things considered, I'm doing really well and I know that but it's like when I'm alone about to go to sleep I'm like this sucks yeah. <laughs> and I mean I know it really doesn't and you know you can tell yourself all the things and your friends can tell you all the things like you're doing great you're doing great sweetie yeah. <laughs> hang I just, in there yeah <laughs> It's only temporary. I know that. It's going to get better. I know that. I've been through a bunch of hard shit before. I know that. And like, there are lots of people doing way worse than I am right now. And I know that too. And that's never helpful to say that like, people are doing way worse than you. Yeah. Like, cool. Thanks for the advice. (laughs) And it's like, and I tell myself the same thing. And I should be like, cool self. Like, yeah, it's okay that you're also having a shitty time. So anyway, I think a little sad, a little resentful. My high this morning, I went to visit a patient of mine and they had some puppies and they were just like running around and bouncing on top of each other. And they had these cute little fat bellies and it was just like a sweet little moment 
playing with some puppy dogs. Puppies are the best. Aren't they are so sweet. Babies and puppies. My goodness. Yeah. So that just made me feel a little spark of joy and happiness and just gives you the warm fuzzies playing yeah. with little puppies. Yeah. That's the best. I think it's important to note as you're discussing your highs and lows, like personally, I know why you're feeling those lows. And I think it's important to note to our audience that you're just not ready to talk about what it is you're going through right now. Yes. Because you are still processing it. Right. And yeah, I think that's important too. And I think we maybe talked about that on the first episode. Like, when you're sharing about what you're going through or when you want to tell your story, be mindful of the timing and is it appropriate? Are you still processing? What are you trying to gain from talking to someone else? Have you gone through all the motions? Are other people involved? That's something that I'm kind of keeping in mind is like being respectful of other people that are involved in this situation. And just because I might have hurt feelings or I might be upset about something, I don't want to go and just put them on blast or yeah. air out their dirty laundry or my dirty laundry. Yeah. I'm going through something. It's shitty and good and happy and sad and exciting and disappointing all at the yeah. same time. And when I'm ready to or when I've processed this a little bit more I'll probably share more about it but it's just not the right time right now and that's okay yeah yeah that's something that's been really hard for me too is like everybody asking all kinds of questions that I'm not ready to answer Mm -hmm. and perfect for a boundary topic like I feel obligated to answer people's questions and I feel obligated to tell the truth and if I can't tell the truth or I'm not ready to I don't know what to say. And so then I end up sharing more than I really want to because I can't lie. This is really what's happening, but it's really nobody's business. And then it brings up all the feelings for you too, all over again. Cool, bro. I don't want to talk about this right now over lunch with all my coworkers or whatever. Yeah. Um, So my lows and highs this week, my low this week is, okay, I got in a car accident a couple months ago, and it's just like a never ending saga that continues to like come up. There's just another issue with my car. I have I feel so much like shame and guilt around getting in the accident in the first place. It was because I wasn't setting boundaries with myself at that time and was, and this seems like a theme of my life, like overworking. So anyways, this happened a few months ago I got in an accident and my cars just got jacked up and it continues to have issues and I continue going back and forth with insurance and it just feels really crappy and I hate the way it feels. And so I beat myself up a little bit over it and then I have to go back to like, it was an accident. These things happen. I think one of my favorite things to say is like, it happens. And I'm teaching that to my two-year-old daughter. It happens. And she says it. Oh, <laughs> it's so that. cute when she spills something. She says, it happens. <laughs> like, it. it took me 26 years to learn that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just reminding myself like these things happen. It's I'm fine. Like I'm healthy and I didn't get hurt and nobody else got hurt. It's just some damage to my car. It's, it's just money. And like I come from a privileged space in this point of my life to say it's just money. Like I haven't always had that. 
right. privilege. Right. <laughs> but being able to to put it into perspective is is a talent yeah. <laughs> and an art sometimes. Sure. And then my hi this week was I have a new baby niece Aww. and I got to hold her She's and love so on cute. her and and Layla got my daughter got to hold her and um, smell her little feet and oh it was gosh. so cute. Oh she sniffed God. her toes and she goes, mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cute. And she did like a little piggy thing with her, like the the this little piggy went to the market oh, yeah, with her yeah, little yeah. toes. It was so cute. Oh my gosh. Uh, just like broke my heart right open to yeah. like just receive all this love and good, warm, fuzzy feelings. Yeah. <laughs> so. And to like see someone that you remember being a baby, I'm sure, like mm-hmm. now having her own family and watching yeah. her turn into such a good mom. And yeah, it's got to be so rewarding. Or it really is. Or- it is. It's a beautiful thing to see. So it's my niece who had a baby. So I'm a great aunt. Oh my God, you're an adult. I'm a great aunt, guys. (laughs) (laughs) In more ways than one. Yeah. (laughs) So today's topic is about boundaries. This is something important to us because we have, for me at least, I learned boundaries way later in life. Yeah. So first I'm going to just define it and then I'm going to talk about my own little experience with boundaries and where I got it wrong. Okay. (laughs) Because that's a theme of mine is I learned from getting things wrong, it seems like. I feel like that's just how life is, like trial and error. And you see like, oh, that didn't work out well. So what can I do differently next time maybe? Yeah. Yeah. So tell us what boundaries are so basically it's guidelines or limits um we create for ourselves that we identify so they're for ourselves that we've made for ourselves and it's basically saying what's safe and okay what is safe and okay ways for other people to treat us and then it's also going a little further how how we respond to people who cross those boundaries, our response to that. So where I got it wrong, (laughs) basically um, there's a lot of addiction and mental health struggles in my family. And when that, when you grow up in that, it, it seems like um, boundaries just aren't a concern or there's a lot of gaslighting when you do try to set boundaries. There's a lot of gray area. Yeah, and that it gets a little muddy and it's it's tough. Um, I didn't even know what boundaries were for a very long time. It was actually much later in life when a friend of mine was like, hey, you should read this book called Boundaries, When to Say Yes, How to Say No. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, huh, I wonder why she's giving me this book. <laughs> <laughs> and I read it and I was like, my mind was blown. I was like, oh, I can say no to things and not feel guilty about it. So where I got it wrong, um, not setting boundaries my entire life. Somebody in my family thought it would be okay to just show up at my door one day (laughs) with all of their stuff and animals and children. And I had three roommates. I was in my mid twenties in the middle of my career, like trying to figure out life myself and just not setting boundaries my entire life with anybody in my family in particular. 
Yeah. Or anybody in general, but especially my family. They just showed up and are like, okay, well, um, we're going to stay here because I am basically homeless now and I have nowhere to go. And I was just like, I don't know what to do in this situation. Yeah. Like, I love this person and care for them and I want to help them. At the same time, I have my roommates here, like three other girls that live here. Like, yeah. <laughs> this isn't okay. Right. And I didn't know how to navigate that situation because I was never like confronted with something so drastic and having to say no to this person that I really love. And right. so my roommates had to tell me like, Irene, this is not okay. And I feel so ashamed and bad that they had to do that with me. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. but um, I needed that. And that gave me the encouragement to tell them, my this person in my family, like, you have to be out of here by this date. Like, I talked to my roommates. They're okay until this date, which is like the end of this week. And all of this stuff has to be out of here. And on top of that, like, this is what I can help you with. So I'm okay. not just shutting you out yeah. completely and telling you no and kicking you out on the street, yeah, but I'm telling you like what it is that I am able to help you with. And that's like finding a place for the cat or helping you with finding a hotel room for a little bit until you figure out where you're going to move to. And maybe that's just for the weekend, but this is what I can do. Yeah. And um, going in that direction. I like that because I think, I don't know if it's like, women, nurses, baby sister, like the whole, all the little things that like teach us that we should care for other people. And you know, they need help. And you know that you can, like, I like saying, well, I can't do this. But here's what I can do so that you're not totally just like, blowing yeah. somebody off or, yeah. you know, disregarding them in their time of need. Yeah. Yeah, this is like confessions of a recovering codependent, yeah. I feel like. <laughs> Just, um, yeah, and that was in the midst of my learning how to set boundaries, but not really understanding how to practice that yet, and really starting to understand the word codependent and trying to navigate what that looks like in my own life, but not really ready to accept that I am codependent yeah. like it was a strange time in my life and I was confronted with this like huge thing like at my doorstep literally like it was shocking and I sure. didn't know how to navigate that and I just did the best that I could at that time and um, again I'm glad I had some roommates that were able to help me walk through that too. I think too sometimes when you grow up in a certain amount of chaos it becomes quite normalized mm -hmm. and so Sometimes you don't even know that your weird shit is weird until yeah. somebody else is like, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> what, what's going on here? You're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess that is a little strange. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Had I lived by myself, I would have accepted it and yeah. would have like lived with it and been been resentful about it and angry about it and not been very helpful in any way it was like an excuse that I had roommates almost, but at the same time I needed that at that moment to help me make those boundaries. Yeah. Where do you have any experience with boundary setting Molly? Uh, my whole life. <laughs> um, I can just think of a particular time in my life where I felt like everything is wrong. Nothing is going the way I want it to. 
My whole life is falling apart. I don't even know why I'm here anymore. Like, not exactly suicidal in that, like, I don't want to go kill myself. But if something terrible happened to me, that wouldn't be so bad because at least I wouldn't have to deal with this shit anymore. Mm. I'm a big proponent of, like, letting yourself feel sad if you're sad. Like, something terrible has happened or lots of terrible things are going on. Of course, you're going to be sad or mad or whatever. So I let myself go through that whole thing where I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to go to sleep because I didn't want to wake up. And I didn't want to wake up because I didn't want to feel it and the whole thing. I mean, I was really, really depressed. And a big recurring theme was like, I have this terrible job have this terrible boyfriend, have several terrible friends. And I feel like everybody treats me like shit. Nobody respects me. Nobody cares about me. Nobody loves me. And yeah, if something terrible happened to me tomorrow, nobody would really care. Mm -hmm. They don't care about me now. Mm -hmm. And one day, and this sounds like so cheeseball, but seriously, one day I just had this like epiphany. And what if... I told my boss that it's not okay for her to talk to me like that. What if I told my coworker who was sexually harassing me, keep your dirty hands off me or else I'm going to, you know, take further action. When I did take further action and I was shot down, what if I kept going? What if I kept advocating for myself? What if I told my shitty boyfriend to kick rocks a long time ago What if I told my friends, this is the standard. This is how I need to be treated. This is what I need from you. And if you can't give that to me, then you don't respect me. We're not friends anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, I was 22 or three when I bought a house in my hometown because the adults in my life told me, why blow all your money on rent? When you can buy a house, you're just throwing money away and at least you could pay a mortgage. So I bought a house in the town that I grew up in, in an area that was appealing because it was in between two freeways and it was walking distance from a school. I'm 23. Like, what do I care about a school? I don't have kids. I'm not planning on having them anytime soon. But this is, I guess, the kind of house that you're supposed to buy. So I guess I'll just do it because all these other people told me it was a good idea. And then I was like, actually, I don't really want to live here. I don't really want this house. I don't want this job. I don't want this boyfriend. So I found myself in this position like, okay, I know what I don't want. So now it's time for me to figure out what I do want. That was a big adjustment because I had never thought about that. Like, if I didn't consider anybody else's opinion, if I didn't worry about what anybody's going to say, would I still live here? Would I still work here? Would I still be doing this life? If all if all that mattered was what I thought and what I felt and what I wanted, what would be different? Mm-hmm. I didn't know for a long time. Like, I don't, I don't, I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Like, what? What do I want? I have no idea. I know what my mom wants for me. I know what my dad wants for me. I know what my friends need or want from me. So I went super extreme with the boundaries and changed everything. Quit the job, sold the house, cut people off left and right. I was like, nope, you're gone. You're out. You're out. And I think that was necessary for me at the time to just like 
give myself a clean slate. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important to make sure you don't stay in that zone of just like shutting everybody out and putting up walls. Yeah, because that can easily turn into like, I've been, I've had all these toxic relationships, or I've had all these really terrible experiences and traumas, and a defense mechanism. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's like, saying yes hurt me before. Yeah. So now I'm going to say no. And I loved, I felt great. I was like, nope, don't like that. No, thank you. Don't want to, don't want to. And I think it was really important and necessary. But, and it was important and necessary while I figured out who am I? Who do I want to be? What am I going for? And then the more familiar I got with myself and the more I really thought about my goals, the easier it was for me to start accepting behavior or treatment or friends that were more aligned with that. Mm -hmm. Um, It was very hard. It was a huge transition. A lot of the people who took advantage of my lack of boundaries were pissed off about it. Of course. Yeah. You don't tell us anything anymore. You just hide everything or you only care about yourself or how can you move away from all your friends and family? I moved three hours away, like a quick day trip. It wasn't that big of a deal, but the people who relied on my always being around for them Mm -hmm. didn't like that. I wasn't anymore. Yeah. That made me feel bad, but I kept going back to what do I want? What do I need? Who am I now? Who do I want to be? It was hard. It's still hard. I still struggle with it, but you get better at it. It's like working a muscle. You just keep trying and keep getting stronger and kind of see, okay, well, that's probably a little extreme or that's not extreme enough, but um, yeah, yeah, I'm working on it. I I like how um, that book boundaries, how they talk about the fence with the gate. So, so they talk about how the goal is not to put up a wall the goal is to put up a fence with a gate. It should be permeable. You want to be able to let the bad things out and the good things in. And if you put up that wall, you might be trapping in the bad stuff and Mm -hmm. preventing the good stuff from getting in there. So it should ebb and flow and it shouldn't be rigid. Mm -hmm. It should be flexible within your comfort zone for whatever your goals are. Yeah. I think now where I'm getting this boundary thing right is in saying no to work. Um, When people ask me if I could work their shift, I always want to be the rescuer and say yes and be that person that's depended on to the point where I'm exhausted and not doing a very good job anymore. So, yeah, yeah, saying no to things is huge um, when it comes to work. I've had to learn, especially in our job now, because there's so many of us basically working toward the same goal and the person who's like delegating tasks is asking everyone, Hey, can you do this? It doesn't mean I expect you to, I'm just asking, can you, or should I keep going down the line until somebody else can? And I feel a lot of times very obligated, like, Oh, they're asking me, they must've gotten 20 people down the line already. Or, you know, I don't know where I am in that. Like, list of who yeah. they've already reached out to and yeah. well I wonder if everybody else is really busy and I should just do it but I'm 
Yeah. And our job is so great because they never like make you feel guilty about no. saying no ever, ever, Not ever. Not at all. Yeah. And like, <laughs> they don't care. Healthy Again, people are thinking about you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's nice to be able to have such a healthy environment where you're safe and practicing those boundaries yeah. and nobody's going to punish you for being a human and setting yeah. limits for what you can and can't accomplish yeah. in a day. Especially when like for me, I've come from places where saying no was just like this huge deal. And I, it, it was just terrible. Like, well, do you really need this job? Well, yeah, but I can't work this today. So it, every time I said no before it was this big deal. Whereas this place, it's like, Oh, that's totally fine. Yeah. Take care of yourself. Sure. Yeah. It's yeah. nice to have those healthy relationships yeah. and working relationships. Healthy boss. Wow. Healthy boss. Game yeah. changer. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Who would have yeah. thunk it? <laughs> so really quick, let's just go over if you're somebody who struggles with boundaries, like where to start with that. Just make it very simple. Make it I statements. Just make it simple language. No, that makes me feel uncomfortable. I'd rather not. And don't try to like over justify or over explain yourself. I used to do that all the time. And it opens the door to an argument. Yes. Yeah. Like, well, I would, but I have 45 things to do. And then I have to go over here. And then I have to do this. And then, um, but maybe tomorrow I might be able to, but I'm not sure when actually it's just like, no, I can't today. Yeah. So that's another thing. Don't use language that opens you up for further discussion. That's yeah. just very, just keep it simple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no is a complete sentence. Yeah. And then to be friendly and firm with it. So like, no, thank you. I'm not able to do that. I'd rather not. That makes me feel uncomfortable or yeah. whatever. Just... I'm sorry. I can't today. Yeah. I guess that's our homework for the week. If you guys are struggling with boundaries, practice saying no without over explaining practice saying no without having to justify it yeah for me it's always about come back to yourself and your goals is this thing aligned with who you are who you want to be what you want to do today and if not it's okay to just not do it yeah and being like friendly and just honest about it and honest about what you can help with. Like if it is something like I talked about earlier that you can do and that you're willing to do, it comes from an honest place, then yeah, of course. Yeah. Do that. I like that. So good luck this week. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Boundaries are so fun. Make sure to follow us on Instagram if you haven't already at That's Not Crazy Podcast. <laughs>